It's called the dog with Chancy Chi. And I think we've kept the people waiting long enough. <laughs> Two weeks after winning a national championship, we are finally here and uh, more excited than ever. We're beating COVID and all other types of, of things to be here <laughs> with you today. And uh, sorry it's taken a while, but uh, wow, just uh, a lot has transpired in the last 10 days, however many days it's been. Um, how, how are you? How are you, my friend? You know, I'm as as you just mentioned, I'm I am recovering from my first uh, time having the vid and and uh, on the back end of it. Thankfully, let me let me be the first, probably not the first, but let me be the first to to say welcome back, back to back national champion Patrick Chancy um, to the airwaves. We uh, we can't get past we can't get too far into this thing without saying that because I, one, first of all, I at this point. I still don't really know if it's really happened. I'm, I'm still, it's, it's, it's like in my brain, you know, it's like, it's like my brain just was not, you know, programmed to be able, able to fathom that we could be back to back national champions. Um, but here we are, um, making the, uh, making the recap episode and, and man, um, I'm, I'm thankfully feeling better. How are you feeling? I know you're, you're, you just <laughs> dealing with the same thing that I just dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty sure I'm. Uh, I'm also uh, dealing with that now. I, I've got a. I'm testing myself uh, in the morning to see, make sure that it's all accurate. But dealing with something right now. But we'll uh, we'll see what I'm I'm going with. But no matter, we we couldn't let another day go by without us getting together and, and, and talking about all this. But before we get too far, we we do have to uh, talk about the 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 terrible uh, news that that came through and everybody knows by now but uh to be at the highest of highs and lowest of lows to to lose uh Devin Willock and, and Chandler LaCroix the way that we did uh just it, it's it, it's hard to to wrap your mind around being at the level that we were to have the to have the the season we've had and, and to go through what we've been through and then to have everything ripped out from under us in the blink of an eye, uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get my head around that either. And that was a rough, that was a rough thing to uh, to see come through. It was, it really was. And uh, you're talking about being on the mountaintop, and then, you know, next morning kind of puts everything in perspective. You know, I was actually going back and watching uh, some of the some of the replay earlier today, and. Um, you know, it's it's just kind of hits you. I mean, I'm sitting there watching, and I see 77 blocking. You know, and um, it's just wild, man. You know, you just you know you can't take anything for granted. And there's been a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of stuff that uh, has come out since that happened. With you know, we now know that Cedric Van Pran and Jalen Carter and uh, a couple other guys were, were there. I mean, apparently there were several guys that were there pretty quickly after the accident occurred. But, uh, man, it's just, you know, everybody just needs – we just need to be careful on the roads at night. And, and obviously, we don't know it, what kind of other activities were going on. And we're not going to speculate. All we know is there's two two lives that were lost that night, and it's just a terrible tragedy. Um, but we do know that apparently Cedric Van Pran, um, was, was holding Devin's hand, you know, as he passed and, you know, trying to comfort him. Um, but you know, from the damage that 
you know, I don't know if you saw the pictures of the damage from the of the car and the power pole and and, and all that, but uh, the fact that anybody actually survived that, which which you know, with Warren McClendon and the other uh, recruiting staffer who was in the car, who I think is I don't know if she's still in the hospital or not, but um, you know, just the fact that anybody survived that is just a miracle. So um, we're just gonna keep praying for those families and. Um, they, I don't know if you saw this too, uh, the collective, the Classic City Collective had a couple of GoFundMes uh, for the families of, of Devin and, and, and Chandler. So I would definitely uh, encourage everybody to t- take a look at that and consider donating. Uh, you know, that'll help the families with, I'm sure, with, with funeral costs and all of that. But, um, you know, hopefully more than that. So just a, a terrible thing. Yeah, and uh, but we wanted to make sure that we covered that before we... Because we do want to celebrate what this year has been and what we've all been able to experience. And uh, I think to kind of get back into football, I think, I know for me, after the Peach Bowl, I I was like, man, we, we, and we even talked about it afterwards, to have that type of game, to have a game that comes down to literally the last play, to have a game that had we had talked about the, the miracle at midnight the the just that game to lead up to that moment and us being able to pull that off you had to feel good about our chances going into this game and, and where we were at but good lord man i, I there, there's nothing up and we you and i really haven't had time to talk about this game at all since no. uh since yeah. so this is all this is all fresh stuff and I, i've thankful that i've had to keep it all built in uh, to this moment <laughs> but i i, I couldn't I could not in my wildest dreams have come up with what with what happened that night. And uh, it was, for the rest of the country, it was the worst football game to watch. Yeah. The absolute yeah. worst football game to watch. The biggest margin of victory in a bowl game ever. Like that's, I mean, what? How do you? How do you? How do you? How do? We, how did that happen in the national championship in this era of college football? Uh, Oh my gosh, um, it's it, it's hard to. I, I don't know. I don't have words. Well, no. I mean, you're not supposed to have a you know sixty-five to seven beatdown. I mean, TCU never stood a chance. We they they were suffocated immediately. They, I mean, not only Chancey did we beat them by fifty-eight points, but they had one play. They only had one single decent play. And it was because we had a blown coverage situation, uh, you know, misassignment or whatnot. And then otherwise they, I mean, yeah, I mean, on that same drive, I mean, they had a big chunk play. That was the one play they made. And on that same drive, you know, of course they ended up scoring a touchdown. But, you know, it's 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 pretty easy to score a touchdown if you get your full strength, you know, from 10 yards out. Um, but then after that, man, the first quarter, the game was, I mean, I felt bad for, I mean, I didn't really feel bad for him, but, you know, Chris Fowler and 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 uh, Kurt Herbstreit they had they had their work cut out for them because man I mean how could you sit there for three quarters of a game knowing it was over after the first quarter you could sit there for three quarters of the game and try to find something one to good to say about TCU and two trying to come up with some sort of stories storylines or whatever that they could fill in the gap with because I mean Chris Fowler I mean I don't know if you follow him on Instagram or not but. He always talks about the hardest thing is is with these blowouts is like you got all these stories that you want to tell about the other team, <laughs> and we never let them. So man, uh, you're talking about no, I, Chancey, I mean, what 
you're not supposed to you're not supposed to beat somebody by 50 58 points you know in, in the national championship that's just not supposed to happen so i don't know were they supposed to be there you think tcu you you can't <clears throat> you can't say that they weren't because of the way that they played the last game and i think if if and we we kind of talked about this a little bit but if they play michigan 10 times they don't win the majority of those games in my opinion but yeah. they go to the playoff and you have to win the first round and Yes, Michigan did everything they could to lose that game, but they there was not a risk of Michigan beating them the way that we beat them. And so mm-hmm. I, I think you you caught a couple factors. You caught uh, TCU uh, probably not being a little outshined in the moment, not having been there. And you're talking about you're on the na- – like this is it. This is the game. You don't have the experience. You don't have – uh, you mean you've been in a big game? You've been in the uh, the Big Twelve championship game, and then you've gone to a a, a bolt to a semi semifinal game, and, and pulled out a big win. But I just think we were also we were in a mode that we could not be stopped. We got AD back, and mm-hmm. AD was basically at full force. I mean, we we were just in a mode that you I don't know if anybody in the country could have beat us that night. And, uh, and and we were firing on all cylinders, and they they got punched in the gut, and they never caught their breath. And so it was one of those things that I think if we – I don't know if we ever lose to them, <laughs> as you can tell. I mean, obviously I'm not saying yeah. that, but I think there might be a, a, a place where it – I think we just also – we matched up really well with them too. I mean, I think our offense just plays right into the hands of or, – or plays – or their defense plays right in the hands of our offense. And so, uh, obviously – but I hear a lot of people saying that they were they didn't belong in that game, and and I just don't know if I I agree with that. I think we were just the better, I think we were just the better team. I mean, you've seen blowouts, you haven't seen as many blowouts in national championship games, but there have been some. I mean, LSU did it to Clemson not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, Burrow put up six touchdowns, which Stetson just did that, uh, but. To have the the offense just completely stamped out like that, uh, they they just, I mean, you you heard Max Duggan's name twice, and uh, when he threw that ball, then when he scored, and and that was it. And 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 our defense, like I mean, our offensive performance was pretty pretty special, but that defensive performance and just not letting what has been a pretty high powered offense all season long. I mean, they've put up points and just they couldn't do anything. And they they had no answer for anything that we did, and so uh, yeah, I, I have a hard like I said, I have a hard time saying they shouldn't have been there. But man, I don't know who else you could have thrown in the ring with us that day, and uh, have put up a better fight. <laughs> no, I mean that we were destined to do it, and 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 it just felt like it. I mean, you you know, I, I texted you all this. I was just like, why? I'm not supposed to, after a quarter into this thing, I, I felt, you know, the national championship, I'm not supposed to feel the same way I do when we're watching Austin P at home, you know, uh, you know, sitting in a box, drinking some, some liquor, you know, kind of thing, and watching the Austin P game, you know, watching us just dismantle this team that just has no business playing us. And it felt the exact same watching that game on Monday night, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, of course. 
And I just, I mean, that's unfathomable to me. And, and I mean, this is the biggest beatdown we've seen in a national championship game since since uh, Notre Dame, uh, excuse me, Alabama beat Notre Dame in that game where, you know, of course, you know, going back and looking at it, if we had beat Alabama in the SEC championship, I mean, you and I had talked about this uh, ad nauseum. I mean, all Georgia fans know what that national championship meant and what where, what could have been. And then we go and do something, you know, 10 years later, we go and do something that's we beat we beat a better team worse than they did. Now that's just to me just the the sheer domination in this game. I just don't know. I've never seen anything like it is is the thing. So, I don't know, man, you're right. I mean, don't let's not you can look at you can all the tangibles, you know, you can see, you know, with how the offense played. And the big plays to Ladd, you know, AD had the big catch. We'll get to AD, you know, later too. Stetson playing, I mean, out the out the freaking wazoo, man. And but you can look at that defense, man. And I actually watched. I don't know if you you've seen much of it, but I wouldn't want to watch the game initially with it. But uh, I don't know if you've gone back and watched much of the Skycast. But man, that's a great way to go back and watch, like, and review a game. And, uh, man, it was just awesome to see the levels in our defense from, you know, the front front three or four linebackers and defensive backs. They just had no answer whatsoever for anybody I mean, at any level. And it was awesome. The best part about the defense, though, was, I mean, of course, our linebacker play was incredible. But the best part that I thought was, dude, watching some of these freshman defensive linemen, I mean – Mikael Williams, Barry Alexander. I mean, there's a tackle that Bear made that I was just like, that's the greatest thing ever. And then uh, Jalen Walker. Those three guys just dominating on the front. Man, it just gets me going. Last year, I was uh, after after the game. I think we talked about it. I just felt like um, I didn't want it to end. Like I was like, I want to stay in this moment forever. Like I don't. Yeah. I want to be national champion forever. After watching this game the other day, I was like, I'm ready for 23. Like I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. re- I mean, I want to savor this, but watching those guys play on defense, watching Bear just rip through uh, the, their first string. I mean, obviously he's fresh and and these guys are these guys are ripped to shreds. But to see him and and Michael and uh, I mean, man, they were they, that got me excited for what's coming and and to see the potential in our defense. Uh, with because all the guys, the young guys, we've been playing in the in the secondary and uh, and see our linebacker potential as well. I mean, man, that 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 got me pretty pumped up uh, about what's coming on the defensive side of the ball. And Javon Buller, man, holy freaking cow! My man, I mean, talking about Milledgeville showing up in a major way and th- three turnovers. Yeah. He recovered two picks and a fumble recovery. What in the freaking world in a national championship game? Yeah. My God, it's un- well, it's crazy to think. I, you know, it just didn't really hit me until later on, like in in that week. But like Stetson and Javon repeated for the uh, MVPs and in, in both the Beach Bowl and the national championship. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> so the boy has an incredible future ahead of him, and um, he he did a little interview with. Uh, Aaron Murray and Champ Bailey. I don't know if you saw that. It was funny to hear him. It was, I mean, it was like 48 hours since the the natty. So I mean, he was still struggling. But if you haven't gone and seen that, I, I encourage you to go watch it. But it was, 
it was cool to see Champ and Aaron getting excited and talking with him and really pumping him up when you got two legends that are talking to him and, and yeah. it, it was just it was a cool dynamic to see but uh but that defense is exciting uh for w- without a doubt but uh it was also not hard to get uh, excited about the weapons that we've got coming back on the offensive side of the ball too man i mean mm-hmm. holy cow Brock freaking Bowers is TCU <clears throat> i mean how what what are they saying about Brock Bowers at TCU right now? Like, <laughs> I mean, that one play that he had coming down the right sideline when he was dragging like four dudes with yep. him as he was running, and Chris Fowler's like, "Well, they just can't tackle him." <laughs> yeah. Is pretty much what he said. And uh, the catches that he was making, uh, holy cow! I mean, and, and Lad here, and then now we know Lad coming back. That's a huge deal. I mean, Lad had another. Fr- we thought his leg was destroyed and he and then he turns around and has a freaking heck of a day jumping grabbing catching crazy balls he he looked like the leg was fine oh my god wide open i mean he he had a he had that touchdown catch where there wasn't anybody else in the frame except him i mean <laughs> just just crazy stuff and then the running game i mean everything was the offensive line was like i mean every single position everybody did incredible everybody did their job and then they did it, and, and but they did it aggressively the entire game. I mean, we were in it the whole time. And the nice thing was when you get your backups in, and your backups want to show out on the national, like literally in the <laughs> on the national stage in the national championship game. They're like, I'm the only college football team on the on count on TV right now, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have my moment to shine. Look at Branson Robinson, and and uh, I mean, holy cow, dude, Mr. Mr. Robinson. Was coming in there, and he he was going to be violent at the point of contact, and he was. My gosh, <laughs> I mean, you're talking about the those boys on this TCU team. We'd be like, you mean to tell me this guy's the fourth string? <laughs> he's the best running back we've seen all year. <laughs> yeah. He's running through our face. You know, there's that one guy uh, that got interviewed you know, later. I don't know if it was the defensive player or whatever, but he just was like. Made some comment like, "Oh yeah, they didn't do, any, do anything. They didn't do anything special to beat us, or something like that." And it's just like, "Dude, just shut up! <laughs> you can't, you can't say, you can't get beat by fifty-eight points, and you just shut up. You just, you take your ale, you take your silver, and, and go home because you ain't done nothing. You didn't do anything to be able to to have the right to say anything like that. My gosh, really to speak. I mean, they might as well just not interview him." After after a game like that, but uh, Kirby was making a statement, man. Kirby Kirby wanted he wanted utter destruction, yeah. and it was and he wasn't intentionally he wasn't running the score up, but he wanted the guys to play hard, go going for that fourth down and like put the backups in and all that. Like they were. Well, it just makes sense. It's like well, it's like to to me that that really was a little bit of mercy because it's like all right look we've got guaranteed points basically because i think we were would have been like a 30 yard field goal or something like that we got guaranteed points here we're not going to do that but we're going to keep running the offense so that's what i felt. i mean that's the way i saw it. and and i think that's what kirk said is just like look like you know they're just they're not trying to score and in fact they had every opportunity to stop them on that fourth down they didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> well that was the thing and uh it was it, you can't say a bad thing about anybody and the thing was too is to me it was almost like we got to celebrate the natty from last year and we got to really just to 
for me that the, during the second half after the after the halftime and a lot of people over at my house and a lot of people left at halftime which is just a crazy thought a lot of people left go home and I just sat there and I got to I got to think about everything that's happened over the last two years and just really take in like I, I just got to sit there and watch basically I watched a four-hour highlight reel uh, just the whole time and watching the game happen and I got to sit there and think about every like all the games we went to all the places we got to go all the things we got to see and do and be a part of even in the last year because during the natty last year you didn't really get to, to enjoy the whole thing it was that we were a nervous wreck the entire game until until we weren't until we were in euphoria mm. basically mm. but this game you got you knew at the end of the first quarter it's like oh they have no chance at anything in this yeah. game and and for me i really got to savor that and then to watch the team get to savor it and enjoy it and and really get to to have fun and say we are national champions and, and to have like Stetson's curtain call and then to pull the starters off the defense the guys that were going to be leaving and um, to me I, it was a beautiful thing to watch and I got to just like I talked about a couple of weeks ago you have to you have to enjoy this you have to enjoy the moment these are the good old times everybody's been talking about that office scene is like yeah how did like we didn't know we were in the good old times we were in the good old times if this is a news Flash, we are in the good old times right now. Wow. You have got to enjoy every second of it, and that's what I felt like I got to do during this game was really sit back and reflect on trying to understand where we're at right now. If you're a Georgia fan and, and you don't realize we're in the good old times, at, at this point you need to get get out from under the rock. That's what I think. But, um, man, the live, just, it, it really, like I said, it's still just – I, my, my brain cannot quite comprehend the fact that we are back-to-back. Because I remember we talked about it. I mean, we talked about it like an episode after, I think during the recap episode last year from the Natty. We were like, look, this team still has some pieces now. I mean, we're losing. No, I think it may have been after the, the um, draft because we were talking about all these guys that we lost. You know, you're, you're like, you got to revamp the the defense, but you still have some key pieces coming back. I mean, of course, everybody knew 88 and 5, 29, those guys, I mean, they led this team all year. I can't say, I can't say enough about Chris Smith. Like, that's, I feel like, I mean, Jalen was superstar. I love Jalen, but Chris Smith was a leader of that defense, and I loved, I mean, and, and Dumas, I mean, Dumas is an underclassman, but you know they those guys just really epitomized what what you want in a guy who's going to be here and buy into the program and um but it just was crazy to think like we both were like I remember being like look especially this offense it's going to be so good we got a favorable schedule and uh you know it but I remember I do remember thinking I was like there's just no way there's no way that against all odds we come back and, and do this exact same thing again, just because I mean sheer like sheer numbers. I mean, there's just you know there's a chance. I mean, hell, you look at what ha- what happened if that Missouri game had gone sideways. You know, what if we don't have that? For- what if uh, Kenny doesn't convert that fourth and one or fourth and two uh, near their goal line? You know, and, against Missouri, and we don't end up actually winning that football game. Do we get derailed? You know, is there a point where we lose some of our uh, you know our connection that we've got. So uh, the fact that we just uh, even 
even with that kind of adversity and come back and towards the end of this thing, you get all these doubters and we still just demolish our opponents. I mean, of the Ohio State game, the Ohio State Peach Bowl was the national championship. There's no doubt. And and the fact that we found a way to pull that one out of our bumps, <laughs> it was awesome. The whole thing was, was just a beautiful. It was beautiful. But, I mean, we're sitting here at Chansey. I mean, let's be honest. We're sitting here. We're going to bring back some really good pieces. We got some really good, and we'll get further into this later, but, uh, you know, in another episode. But we got some awesome talent coming back, and we have a super favorable schedule in 2023. So I'm not going to say it. We'll talk about it later. We'll maybe do some previewing later at some point. But, uh, man, it's just wild to, to think back, like, where we were, you know, what, how we were talking this time last year. Yeah, that's that's part of what gets me wanting to say, uh, I want to. I want to get started. I want next year to to get going because I I, I see the potential. <laughs> I see the potential, and uh, in my wildest dreams, what I've ever said it. And, and in this world of college football, you're not guaranteed anything, and you never know what's going to happen. As we've seen over the last uh, ten days, and anything can happen. And uh, because it's been a it's been a rough ten days post the 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 natty for sure. Yeah. And so. I think we have to take everything into account and enjoy it, but we do know of of a lot that is returning, and that that gets me excited, and I'm 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 ready for ready for what's coming. But uh, <clears throat> I do want to um, make sure we give out uh, give a shout out to, to Stetson and uh, to a guy that we're not going to sit here and recount his story because everybody has been talking about it at nauseum. Uh, it has beaten the the Jake Fromm Little League World Series uh, story uh, by by a thousand miles now, and uh, I never thought anything could be could beat that. But um, there are it's hard to describe though his his arc and, and what has transpired, and to see the way he did it, and to still see the responses from a lot of national media and things like that. Uh, most of it's positive, but still funny because even after the national championship game, people were trashing him because he was 25 years old. Yeah. And it's like, are, are you kidding me? Like, you've got, you're still going to find something. Like, this guy's going to be, he's got two two rings. The group of people that have two rings is very small, very very small, and especially back to back. And uh, to do this with just the lack of respect and from everyone, from everyone except his teammates, to do it the way he did it, and to have just you're talking about the the going out game of your life, <laughs> just absolute unreal. I mean, because all the catches and stuff we were talking about, he threw the ball, possibly the best he's ever thrown it. All like that might have been his best game of his career. Yeah, and and he had like a ninety nine percent passer rating. So I mean, and it's not like he came in and and, and for you know garbage time or anything like that. <laughs> he played the it entire game. It was three game. quarters. It did three. Yeah. It was it was one of his usual games. Well, not yeah, we, not the entire game, but 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 yeah, but we he he was it was basically three quarters, and to put up the numbers he put up and to score the ways that he did. I mean, two rushing touchdowns, four in the air. 300 plus yards, whatever, all the all the stats, all the stuff, and uh, everything he did, everything, and uh, some of the plays he made with his feet, just that that one. I can't think it was a third down 
Was it the third down that he spun out? Yeah, it was the third and third and ten, and he called that too because I mean you saw him after after that play he pointed over to the sideline, but he he checked into something to where he knew that he was going to have that that end by himself, and so he basically baited him to come and rush him and just spun out and just ran for the first down. Crazy man. Well, um, it sucks that he's so short and he wasn't able to play well this season due to his height. You know, it's just it, I hate it. I hate it for him. And you know, just and, all this uh, like twenty batted balls a game. Just, uh, <laughs> I mean, has no chance. Can't can't see further than you know five feet in front of him because all the <laughs> offensive linemen. Crazy. Uh, but I had to make sure that we we talked about him and uh, and just took took a second to 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 make sure we because uh, now there's the there's the talk of greatest dog of all time. I mean, I think you have to say he's the greatest George quarterback in in history uh, for sure. And so then you get into your argument of who's on the Mount Rushmore and all this kind of stuff. And and uh, but it's it's an exciting argument to have. Let me tell you. I, I mean, the thing, the bottom line is no quarterback in the history of Georgia football has done what he has done period one but it's not like it's not like the guy I mean you look at back at some of those Alabama games like AJ McCarron and and Jake Jacob Coker and like those some of those guys that like want to like they won a, a national championship at Alabama behind like they didn't I don't want to say they're just nothing but game managers I mean I thought AJ McCarron was a pretty solid quarterback but like Stetson Stetson made plays. It wasn't like this guy was just some dim-witted quarterback, plug-and-play game manager. Like the dude put. I mean, early on, whenever he was, and he even said this when he when he had the interview and he was talking about Monken, and, and he like. I mean, you got to have a pretty good relationship whenever you, your your OC is not Coach Monken. It's Monk. You know, he calls him Monk. You know, and. I mean, crap, I wouldn't be surprised if he calls him Todd, you know. But, the, I mean, whenever he was talking about how whenever uh, Munkin, like, really eventually got his hooks in him and really he started to pay more attention. And you can kind of see that. I mean, especially, I mean, he was still pretty raw at points, you know, last year. But then I think he's really started to buy into everything. And then this year it's like, dude, the guy knew the system like the back of his hand. But he also, I mean, you got to look at – where do you have like ten rushing touchdowns on the season or something like that? Like, my gosh! I mean, the guy's making plays and he's putting. Now, I mean, not every ball was pretty. I mean, in fact, I'll be honest. There was a point in the Ohio State game. He threw a ball to the end zone, and this is in the fourth quarter. Whenever he was actually getting some mojo, but he threw a ball to the end zone that should have probably been picked and would have absolutely lost us that game. Didn't happen. Thankfully, right after that, he makes some of the greatest throws in the history in his career, uh, and and honestly, some of the prettiest balls I've ever seen in my life. But the guys, you can't take away from the fact that the guy is just clutch. I mean, in the history of the CFP, which is not super long amount of time, but still, I mean, he's had the greatest quarterback performance. He's played, excuse me, he's played he's played four CFP games, and he's had what. Uh, 16 touchdowns, 15 or 16 touchdowns on, on passing, multiple, I think three or four rushing, passer rating out the wazoo. The guy's the greatest CFP quarterback in its existence. I just, I just don't, I don't get it, man. I, it, and 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 I think some of that frustration boiled over, and you know, 
you know, during the parade situation, which like me and me and my brothers, we like to listen to this guy. His name is Bill Shanks. He's he's like a, a pop, he's a, a radio guy in in Macon. He covers all the uh, Georgia sports, but he's like from the Blackshear area. And like Austin sent me a uh, he sent us a segment the other day because they actually take his radio show and put it into a podcast. And he sent us a segment. And it's just like he kind of addresses that. He's just like, hey. Got to say this. I'm just going to start off by saying this. I don't care. <laughs> He's like, I just don't care. Like, people can be upset about it. I, I mean, but I don't care. It, it changes nothing for me. And I feel pretty much the same way. Like, Oh, without a doubt. Like, I, <laughs> I never even thought it was a problem. I, I even heard his remarks after the after the game um, or after the parade and People got all up in arms about that. You can say whatever you want to. The guy got his two rings, and he is—he is the most real. He's the most real person I've—I've I've, I've talked about on here that I've had the chance to hear him speak at FCA banquet. The exact same way, like he—he yeah. he is the same person. Probably had you never probably know, had some chaw on his lip, kind of. Probably he—he he, he probably had a little bit of residual, uh, <laughs> residual uh, chaw, but um, but the man bets on himself. The man bets on himself, and you can say whatever you want to about it. Uh, there wasn't a lack of confidence. There, he made some throws that you're like, why in God's name would you make that throw? But that's the same confidence that led to the throws that he did make and the throws that were caught and the throws that did change the course of our, our last two years to get us to a national championship, two national championships. And you, you bring up a great point of you got to see what he was capable of with a full year of Munkin in a full year of him being with the ones and him being with just the plethora of weapons that we had. And we didn't even have our best weapons all year. We got to see what he did had with, with, with AD on, on the team. Imagine if he hit, we had him all season, what could have yeah. happened. And, and yeah. so it's, it's, it's a crazy thing to try to wrap your mind around, but, uh, man, it's, it's incredible, but let's, let's <laughs> two national championships and to have a guy like him be able to, to pull that off, Good old boy from Georgia. Uh, all this con- the, the controversy around him, like, come on. You've got to be kidding me. This is so ridiculous. We are grasping for straws. I would be pissed, too, if my entire fan base crapped on me for a year and a half, didn't want, after I just won a national championship, a pretty strong portion of them didn't want me to come back for the next season. How? Yep. What in the freaking? What in God's name? Hey, is is going on? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd be pissed too. He should have said worse stuff. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, holy you know, cow. People, there's two two sides. I mean, two parts of it. Like, there's people that were upset that he wasn't like paying enough attention to the parade, dude. This this kid owes us nothing. Oh, my absolutely God. nothing. And I couldn't care less. Like. All right, so you got people. I saw plenty of videos, and to be honest with you, like I'm, I, I saw videos of him on his phone that I one don't care, uh, and then two, I saw videos of him like getting out and like high fiving kids, signing stuff. I, I mean, we went to the parade, and and so we saw him like literally get in the car right in front of us, and I mean, immediately he's got you know hundreds of people that are like. Oh, oh, like nobody's stopping us from like walking out and, you know, get, he, and he starts, he's signing stuff and like, yeah, like dude is obviously either drunk or something, you know, he's, he's definitely was, had been enjoying himself beforehand and was immediately, you know, you're a little frustrated, like they're not moving. So it's not like, you know, like people were kind of crowding around him kind of thing. And look, 
I'm not saying like if I if I was his father or something like that, I would I'd be like, eh, you know, son, you, you probably should have had a little bit better attitude. But like, as a fan, me right now, who I am, I don't care. But at the same time, like thinking about his father, think about all the crap they've had to put up with, man. I mean, I'd be a little frustrated too. You mean to tell me that this this fan base who, you know, one like I said, he he owes them nothing. He owes us nothing. Uh, is 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 crying because he's not acting a certain way and like should be you know kissing their butts kind of thing. Like what? Like come on, man. And, and then you know the comment that he made during his speech, which like obviously he was feeling some type of way. <laughs> and and, and uh, you know terrible speech. He's never been a good public speaker. He's never been a good interviewer. Uh, but you know you talk about a guy who. So anyway, sorry. I, Two things. One, like he's made that comment about like y'all didn't believe in us kind of thing. I really thought he was really talking more to the media kind of thing. But even if he was talking to fan base, like still have no problem with it because like you're like you said, there's really a large majority, a large contingent of the fan base that just was being buttholes. But then two, like not too long afterwards, uh, there's a story that uh, that I think his name is Brian Gant. He's like one of Kirby's like right hand man. He went to go visit some kid who was in the hospital who got mauled by a pit bull or whatever. And, you know, one of those stories that, like, you don't really hear anything about. But he apparently called Stetson, FaceTimed him, and Stetson talked to the kid for, like, ten minutes like while he was sitting there, you know. And, I mean, it's just stuff like that. It's like, dude, you mean to tell me, like, people are going to be the first to line up to throw rocks at this kid who, one, did everything, like, you know, in, in his power for this football team and this program. Uh, but they're going to be – they're going to say – judge him by this one afternoon where he's just trying to enjoy himself. But like the kid is, yeah, all the on field stuff is, is great. But like the kid is also like pretty awesome dude off field too. And so anyway, I don't know. It just grinds my gears that, you know, dude, dude can't get past like, or people can't get past certain things with Stetson. It's always like some sort of grudge. And I'm just like, Dude, the kid, the kid is 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 a great player. He did some great things. Why can't y'all just appreciate him and celebrate him? Sorry, I, I know that was a little little rant there. I've been no, holding, I've, holding that I, in for a while. I feel I feel the same way, and uh, and I think we're we are obviously documented on how we have felt. I, he's given us plenty of times to question uh, should he be the guy, but then basically after the end of last year, uh, there was never a reason to question it, and yep. and has never changed. I know for me in my I've never really wavered in where I stand with him, and um, and he never gave us a question. Is at he all perfect? No. Oh my god, no, no. absolutely not. But he's he was he was pretty damn good. <laughs> but when the but when the when it mattered most, he mm. bet on himself to go win the game, and he did it, and he did it, and yeah, he's got and everybody's talking about yeah, he's got great players around him. Yeah, no frick. Look at Joe Burrow when he won the freaking national championship. He had probably the best receiving core that's ever been assembled. The best offense has ever walked on the field of college football. Yeah, no crap that they're going to have good receivers. It's like that's how you get to that freaking point. It's like, holy cow. That kind of crap just – you really, I guess when you, you're where they're talking about your team now, you realize how stupid the media is and just yeah. they don't understand anything about what's happening. And and that's that that's the part that's so that's so frustrating. Uh, gosh, it's it, it's it, wild to if wild it was. To see. Tr- I mean, you would be able to tell if it were true that Stetson 
It was just some dude who's just plug and play in there. You would be able to tell. Like, he's leaning on these guys. I mean, but he, dude, dude made great throws, like, left and right. And, I mean, a few of them, it's kind of like Brett Favre. Like, a few of them was just like, he's down there somewhere. Let's sling this thing. And he would. <laughs> and, and you know what? I, that's that's part of the reason why I love the kid. Like, just like, like you said, if he was afraid or timid in one bit, I mean, do you think he throws that perfect pass to Kyrus Jackson against Ohio State right between those two defenders? Hell no, nah, man. That guy put that ball on the money, one of the prettiest passes I've ever seen in my life. And you had to have it. When the lights are brightest, he came alive. And I, he's, a, he's a freaking legend. Build the statue. I like, build it now. I mean, I, I, the kid is basically, I mean, he. I think when he said it himself, he's like, when I walk off this field, all my obligations are over kind of thing. Like, he's he's pretty much gone now. So, I mean, let's just <laughs> let's go ahead and build the statue, man. Uh, it's, it's crazy. But let me tell you, I mean, Chansey, I mean, I immediately – you know, when we, we were talking about, when I started to think about this year and the possibility of repeating, man, it's like, ah, my first thought was, we're, we're going to be missing the one of the biggest keys, if not the biggest key, to, to trying to do that uh, this coming year. Yeah, it's it, it's a crazy thing to think, because talking about people that say that he he's not a critical piece of what we do, we threw the ball more than we ran the ball this year. And, and so, I mean, I think that should tell you, pretty much everything you need to know and we've got a pretty great running back core too so it's uh <clears throat> all that to say and also too we got to talk about how our offensive line stetson got sacked i think he said nine times this year that is single part digit. of that's too first part time that's ever his, happened part of that's his legs and he got out of some situations that's really incredible offensive line play yeah and the fact that they didn't win the offensive line award this year is a joke <laughs> But uh, that's neither here nor there. Just another reason for our team, like we said, to get just to piss us off that the um, best team in the country is not going to get the respect they deserve. But uh, anyway, I, I think one of the funniest things, too, <laughs> you mentioned what Stetson said. He's like, y'all doubted us all year. And I love the – the um, and I think we might have talked about – maybe we did – maybe we talked about this after Ohio State game – the pure brainwashing that has taken place on this team. Like, y'all thought we were going to go 7-5, and five, and it's like, yeah, no. No one did. <laughs> Absolutely nobody did. Kirby has done a Class A. He, is, he knows how to brainwash some kids. And he had them believing that everybody in the country thought that they were going to be terrible this year. And I don't know what he did. I don't know what he – what he put in the water and what he had these coaches saying, but my God, it worked. A lot of people and a lot of people, a lot of people were saying seven and five, five and somebody said five and seven. Like yeah. I mean, just so what that got thrown around a lot. I don't know what piece of bulletin board material they had, but man, Kirby. There's one thing. There's one thing you gotta say about Kirby. He, whatever that word is or whatever they're talking about, it's mm-hmm. in everything they say. His his coaching staff is bought into everything he says, and like you'll even when they pull in the highlight clips of of the staff of coaching staff talking to the team and things like they're all using the same words. They've all got the same three or four words, and it changes. Sometimes it'll change week to week. Like they were talking about 
snipers and and something one week like it was like one shot one kill like headshot i mean they were they were like in this mode of i mean there, there's this little well, but just that the connection was the was the big one yeah the connection oh yeah they're talking about connection all year that's what we've been talking about all two last two years and like connection was the, the was the theme and composure and, and all this kind of stuff but anyway he had these kids brainwashed in a way that i just it was it was i was laughing at just how <laughs> absurd the stuff they were <laughs> there was there was one point that i think um, I can't even remember. It just happened so many times, but they said it. One of the players said it, and somebody, one of the guys that was interviewing, was like, "Who told you that? Like, <laughs> who said that this <laughs> that we said this was going to happen?" And uh, but anyway, that I that made me laugh, and it. But it's just a testament to the job that Kirby's been been doing with these guys. It's incredible. It really is. I mean, it's <laughs> he's. He's just like some mad scientist. Like he's just like, guys, come on, let's get in the room, let's figure out. Oh right, yeah, you're right. We got our, our 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 you know three or four buzzwords or whatever you know, and get that. All right, all right. So who's going to be drilling into them that they think they're going to have a losing season? Okay, you know it's just incredible. <laughs> and and he's got guys that like are, are on staff that are you know sports psychologist kind of people, right? And um and I think he brings some guys in, you know, kind of thing and. And I'm sure that, like, I mean, that's it's it's the you know details, the fine details that he goes through. I don't know how the guy still. I don't know how he does it. We talk about it all the time, like the 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 look of Kirby Smart from <coughs> his first year as head coach here. The way he looks from from 2016 to now, it's like, man, this guy's aged like you know, like you said the other day, like a president kind of thing, right? And but that dude is just. Every day he comes in, and he's like he's hungrier than he was the day before. Somebody was tweeting some probably bull crap, you know, afterwards about how something about how like he texted his wife. I don't think anything else has come out at, about this, but like before the, you know, somebody tweeted that he texted his wife before the game, and it was just like you know, it's like I just feel like I haven't been a, been able to be, be a, a, a good uh, husband and and all this stuff, and don't think that any of that was true but that's kind of stuff that you think about like the burnout you know with with these guys like Nick Saban is what you know 20 years older than 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 Kirby something like that um man you got to think about it i mean it's 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 true i mean this guy's this guy's in his <coughs> he's in his 50s and i mean my gosh let's just hope that he can, wants to do this for another 3 decades in my opinion <laughs> oh yeah well, sorry, and, and, I, I struggled to get through that. <laughs> sorry, hey, you you fought you fought valiantly. Uh, I think what was fun for for this one too is that we got to watch Kirby really enjoy it, and he really got to savor. The, you could see him on the side. I mean, he was still in coach yeah. mode the whole time, but he enjoyed this one, and he got to savor them. I think he sorry, Kirby's not. He's forty. He's forty seven. I, I I don't know what I was. You thinking, said fifties, yeah, and I was gonna say I was like I don't think he's turned fifty yeah, quite not, yet. But not quite. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, but he uh, he really got to enjoy this, and, and and I think what's critical is him, because even even the days following, I think I can't remember what day it was, the week after, but they visited a hundred schools, and, and that is just, it was that week. I mean, it was it was, the, it was yeah. just a few days after, and that is just unbelievable, unbelievable, and um, you're talking about hitting, striking while the iron's hot. You get to go around and flash yep. uh, national championship logo back to back on, on, on uh, to all these kids and uh, but but Kirby has um, we are we are blessed 
beyond measure that we got our guy and and the the fit is there and um, I think what's critical for him is creating the system because the world is coming after not only our coaches now but our players and the way that the way that it the, the, the way that this world works in college football because he assembled the coaching staff uh, to be able to pull this off and and could be one of the best coaching I mean it's easy, I mean you say that we're one a natty but possibly the best coaching staff we've ever had, and, and, and Munkin being a critical piece to that. And I think it's deservedly so that he's the highest-paid coordinator, and uh, that number may continue to grow up uh, because he's a, a target right now, obviously, after the season that he right. that he put on. And um, so our coaching staff in general, I think, has done a, an incredible job because they're recruiting 24-7. Their, their, their recruiting job never – quits even with the players you have and uh and the fact that they were able to do it the way they have is is, is pretty pretty remarkable and kirby has has done that at the helm and these back-to-back national championships are different than sabins uh, not that long ago and uh just with the era of college football that it is and we're going to talk about some of that in just a second but um I, i'm just everything's lined up perfectly right now you're talking about the the, the, the funds, the, the money, the, the, the staff, the, the players, the the state, the like our like our actual state, the 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 state of our program, Josh Brooks as our athletic director, providing everything that Kirby needs to be able to do what he needs to do. A guy who understands that is is critical mm-hmm. having an athletic director on your side that understands, you know, I just I just need to help Kirby get it done. I need to help do whatever Kirby wants to do because he is. Yeah. It's, what what it's, do you need? Tell right. me. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to provide. And so, um, and I think Kirby is cementing himself. He's creating his machine, and um, and he's been a, a Nick Saban assistant his whole time, but now he's he's two time national championship head coach Kirby Smart, and that that's got a good ring to it. Yeah. How about old David Pollock? Just shoving that in Saban's <laughs> face uh, right afterwards. I mean, I it's just, it's just unbelievable, you know. And and I can't believe can't believe he said that. Like, I don't think he you know really meant meant it, you know, quite the way that people were taking it. But even just to say something even similar to what he said right in front of old Nikki's face, um, you could see it. You could see his face just like, huh? Did you just say that to me? <laughs> well, and even because. This time last year, we were saying that, well, we beat Bama, and now Saban's going to be pissed, and he's going to come back with a vengeance. Yeah. And they Shouldn't have lost to Tennessee or LSU. <laughs> and so, Shouldn't have done it. Sucks to suck. But uh, I enjoyed watching him in his Aflac jacket on the broadcast booth and not on the sideline. It was uh, it was fun. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the whole, like, TCU deserving it or not. I mean, like, they, they won the games to be there. Michigan just blew it. Michigan should have been in the, in the national championship. Uh, they made the mistakes. I mean, it was just like how, like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we p- made a lot of plays against Ohio State, but they made one less play than we did. And, and you know, they made no mistakes the whole time, but they just made one less play. With with the Michigan TCU game, the Michigan just was making mistake after mistake after mistake. And at some point, you know, just despite all the, the plays you're actually making, at some point those mistakes are gonna catch up with you and you just there's no way that you can overcome that. But I mean I, I think the TCU like do I think Alabama would have beat TCU uh in, in, in the playoff? Yeah. 
Do I think that Tennessee would have beat them? Probably so. Uh, I mean, I think that a, a decent amount of the, the SEC probably would have beat them. But they got in. They probably, you know, I think eventually with this whole 12-team playoff, it's not really going to matter a whole lot if you win your job, your conference championship or not. But I know it kind of will help your seeding from what I understand. But at the same time, it's just like this this four-team playoff thing is still has like the remnants of the BCS in a way um you know just without the the computer you know the all-knowing computer you know making the decisions but it did feel like this one was like all right well TCU even though they lost in their championship game we're not going to give it we don't want them to match up with Georgia you know or excuse me we don't want Ohio State and Michigan to match up so we're going to move them up you know so just that part just is like all right, I, I get it. I mean, I, I appreciate the, the, the aspect of, of wanting the matchups to be better. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. It's I, TCU did earn it for the most part. Maybe they should have won their conference championship. But once they got there and they lined up against our boys, and I mean, you saw the difference between our offensive line and their defensive line was the biggest disparity in the whole game. I mean, you looked at them, and it's just like they looked like miniature to compare to our guys. So. Chancy, I uh, I'm just thankful we won. Still, still just hasn't quite hit me. Have you gotten any merch? Have you gotten any gear? I back haven't. Back uh, gear? I haven't uh, purchased at such a vicious rate as I did last year. Uh, but I do. There, there will be some stuff coming soon, and so I'm being a little more picky choosy of, yeah. of this year. Um, I got a little excited last year because I'm like, it may just go away and I'll never be able to get it again, which is obviously <laughs> a stupid thing. But uh, but I, I'm <clears throat> I'm. Some stuff will be coming, uh, without a doubt. I've I've got a uh, I ordered a T-shirt online, and then I went to today. You know, thankfully I'm past my you know isolation period or whatever uh, with COVID. But um, <coughs> I went to the, to the to the red zone downtown and was like uh, perusing there. And I mean, they had some stuff, but um, I ended up buying a, a long sleeve T-shirt from there and like a tumbler or something like that. And then I went to Omer Reserve, thinking like, oh, you know what, I'm I'm gonna I'll probably shell out some money, like, you know, back-to-back. I need some back-to-back gear, and, and I want, you know, I like their designs or whatever. I was like, I know it's going to cost me an arm and a leg, but let me go see what they got. And they were just – they had been cleared out, man. Um, they didn't have anything in there. They were trying to sell 2021 National Championship stuff. <laughs> so, uh, obviously had some stock in that. So, I'm going to – I'm I'm probably going to wait a little bit. I thought that the whole having COVID last week, you know, would let things kind of die down and I'd be able to go this week and, and find some good stuff. But uh, still still some uh, pretty hot items. Hey, Athens was freaking insane after the game. My good Lord. Yeah. It was, it was wild. Uh, and I don't think it's has calmed down much uh, over that direction. But anyway, just uh, we're going to get to savor this for a while and, and, and talk about it and – and dive deeper, but uh, we waited so long to, uh, or it wasn't out of choice, but we we waited so long to talk about the the natty that uh, a lot of other things have transpired, and uh, twenty three is looking a lot different than it we we thought it uh, well not what we thought it might not be, but uh, a lot of movement has happened since then, mm. and uh, the transfer portal has been hot, uh, has been hot to say the least. So. Um, where would you even like to start? Trying to find like a full, uh, uh, you know, tr- transfer list, you know, something like that um, that, that I can kind of go by. But um, why don't we start with uh, talking about AD? I mean, he was, what was it, the day day of 
like the transfer transfer like decision day or whatever. I think it was the day of. He decided he was going to hop in the portal, and and you know a couple of days later uh, we found out he was going to Texas as we uh, uh, had anticipated. But man, it's so he's got he's got this apparently has a kid in Texas. Um, he actually his commitment picture was like him with with his kid. She was holding Texas football and. And, and and I get that aspect of it, but you know, at the same time, like you know, I think Darnell Washington has a family who all moved out here. They get taken care of if they kind of come with with the uh, players or whatever. Uh, so they have that as you know, kind of support um, program uh, at UGA, which is great. But you know, I certainly understand if it's a family thing going back out there. But there was also like this, uh, you know, a bunch of hoopla about him getting a bunch of NIL money. I don't know how true that is or not, but. Bottom line is, Chancy. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'd love to have AD back next year, but the guy is leaving. What he's, I mean, he's got this legacy. Some of the two, at least two of the top three or four most inf- infamous plays, inf- infamous catches in in the history of Georgia football, and he's got this legacy built up. But the, he's the, he's he's a guy who really only played one full year for us. I mean, he was out for the majority of the season this year, and so all, all I'm thinking is like, man, he must be getting some sort of money to go to Texas because I mean, you got one more year and you can be productive in our system, go to the NFL next year, have that continuity kind of thing, uh, and still you know retain your legacy, or you can go and, and get money now, and then probably still probably still be productive. I mean, I think he'll be probably be their number one guy. But from our perspective, the dude didn't play this year, so I mean, it's not like, in my opinion, it doesn't really hurt us a whole lot. I mean, we still, I mean, Lad McConkey coming back was way bigger news to me uh, than AD leaving. Yeah, I think that kind of says it in and of itself. I think anybody that's I mean, it is frustrating. I mean, you you obviously don't want a guy of his of his caliber to leave, and and, and anytime you see that, because you're asking yourself, this doesn't make sense. Well, this era of college football doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. and so you have to you have to take a step back and say, okay, I don't have to be happy with the situation, but I have to understand that the world of college football that we live in now, this is like why it's so hard to build. Like, what, what, unless something changes, well, let me say this: I think AD has. Anybody who's frustrated with AD, you can be frustrated with him, but you can't be mad at what he's done. You, you can't be upset with him. Like, the guy was a pivotal part, like you just said, about us winning two national championships. Mm-mm. I mean, we don't we don't have AD. We don't win two national championships. It's as simple as that. And the guy has done that. He's helped us get two rings. He hasn't been – I mean, he was, like you said, really a one full year with us. Uh, could have done some incredible things uh, the last last couple of years, but there's definitely money on the backside of the business. There's no way there isn't. And um, what we have to understand now is in this era of college football, unless regulation changes, that's what's going to happen. Like it used to be that they went for your, your coaches. Now they go for your coaches and your players. So your coach. Yeah. So now it's going to be hard to maintain. You go and win a national championship. It's going to be hard to maintain the 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 players that you've got because teams are going to come from all over the country and say, "I'm going to be able to pay you more," because it's almost like a built-in, not in term, not really a built-in cap space, but it's basically like we don't have enough money to shell out to all these guys to be able to match yeah. all of their NIL deals. And it's just the way that it is, and it sucks. And so we're going to have more of these guys that just kind of go, and you don't know why. 
uh, and it's just it's just going to be the way that it is. But I think you bring up a great point in terms of uh, continuity. It's going to be. I mean, he's built up that relationship with Stetson and, and that in our system to be able to to be able to come out, be off an of injury, and come back and not miss a beat. And be yep. able to run back into our system and not like that. We didn't really talk about that much about how big of a deal that was that he could really just step back into that role and not not really and then immediately start making plays. Because uh, you look at a guy like Jermaine Burton went to Bama, he was quiet all year. Yeah, I mean he was really pretty didn't. much non-existent. I mean, I know he scored some and, and had he, some plays. He, he had some productivity, but it wasn't like it was a, a substantial amount. I mean, it, it wasn't like more than what he would have done here. And so that was, so that's what you're that's what you're going to come up against. And so who's getting playing time? Who's getting this that? And, and I think for him, it's not so much against Georgia as it is what they were giving him. And so he has the a few more excuses because to them, I mean, in his mind, it's like. What else do you want from me? I got you two rings. And for him, it's like I'm getting a big payday to turn around and get another big payday. Um, so unless something changes, like I said, you're going to see more of this. And so we, we can't be – I'm not worried about it because you, you saw – because that's what, what kind of got us a little wor- – I mean, not worried, but you said, well, you get Ra Thomas and Marcus Lovett out of the transfer portal – and you've got guys like A.D., Ladd, and you start kind of going down the list. Well, we obviously knew that A.D. was leaving. And then you like that there was already kind of in motion. Like there was concern about that taking place. I'm sure that didn't help the fact. But um, but anyway, it's just a new era of college football that we're going into. And we got to be we, – we just – people got to understand, we don't have enough money to pay all these guys. Like it's just like we can't pay. Like if if you, it's just like it's a big problem. But it's not like you know this this pool of nil money. It's not like it's just. It's not like it's all just going to the football team. You know they've got to spread it out. I mean that's the thing is that because this is this classic city collective thing is really kind of got a direct link to the athletic association. You know I'm pretty sure there's Title Nine issues. You know and so I think that they have to be paying a certain amount of money to, to every program. Uh, I don't know, man. This is you're talking about a legal circus. I mean, I have no clue how many hoops you got to jump through in this whole thing. But man, it's uh, it's bad. Now you were talking about uh, Dominic Lovett and Ra Ra Thomas. Well, which by the way, Ra Ra Thomas. You know, I know we'll just mention this real quick, but he got arrested a couple nights ago, uh, some uh, sort of uh, false imprisonment and apparently uh, assault uh, charges. Obviously, very serious situation and very serious uh, charges that were brought on him. But um, we don't know all the details. There could be – you flip a coin, and like I said to you before we started, you flip a coin with these things, whether or not it was him telling the truth or her telling the truth or what. Uh, we're not going to speculate again, uh, but uh, just a bad situation. And, and obviously, if it's true, then he will likely be off the football team. Uh, but And hopefully, hopefully it's not true, and hopefully – it not hopefully it didn't happen. Period. But uh, so we don't know what his future is with Georgia football. But then we also got uh, Smoke Bowie from Texas A&M, who was a cornerback uh, athlete kind of guy who's from South Georgia, and he committed Texas A&M with everybody and their sister, you know, last year. And uh, I think he just realized pretty quickly. I, he's a little undersized. He'll definitely – I'm sure he'll help us some way, shape, or form. But uh, I'm glad he, he decided he was going to come back home. But we got a lot of guys, man. 
there we got three guys transferring to Nebraska. Isn't that not wild? The uh, Athens West is what people are calling it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a program that you know I wouldn't mind like seeing. I'm not saying I want them to compete with us or anything, but I wouldn't mind seeing Nebraska get a little bit better. But Eric Gilbert's got to be one of the highest rated guys they've had in the past decade or plus. I mean, probably since Sue was there, you know. Uh, so good luck to Eric Gilbert, man. I hope he gets his stuff figured out. And then Jacob Hood also and MJ Sherman uh, both transferred over there. So we got some guys. Tressman decided to go to Alabama. That's a little weird. Um, so, yeah, man, it's – we needed some more – we needed these guys to get, get numbers-wise. Apparently we needed like 10 guys to get in the portal or to um, be graduate players or whatever um, because of us bringing guys in and also oversigning in the last uh, class. Well, and you got the COVID year, and so you've got guys that stayed longer and all this kind of stuff, so you, you're, right. you're, in a weird, you're in a weird spot. But um, anyway, I, th- I think moral of the story is the college football landscape is changing. It's going to continue to change. I mean, we're just now in the early phases of – NIL and transfer portal, and then we're getting into 12-team playoff. And um, I think even amongst our chaos, there, there could have been more, and there may be more in terms of hopefully we – like we mentioned, Munkin is in the eye of a, probably a lot of NFL teams right now. The season's still going on, so there's no telling when a move could, could happen. Um, I, I don't want to say I feel good or bad about it either way, but there's obviously coaching uh, potentials. Uh, to, to, to move around, but I'm hoping we can maintain where we're at uh, as, as much as possible because, like we've said, we've got the pieces and we've got the stuff to to make it happen, and we'll have to talk about the quarterback situation down the line and, and all that kind of stuff. We haven't had to do that this year, which was a nice Gunner reprieve. 2023, baby. <laughs> Here we go. Right, start your engines. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that for right now. We'll, we'll, but, I'm sure we'll get bored, you know, here in a few months and want to make an episode. But uh, that's that's where I'll leave it right now. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be fun. I am very excited about that. But uh, but anyway, I, there's gonna be a lot of movement, and uh, obviously we've got guys that are headed to the draft, and uh, so anyway, a lot of stuff going on, but a lot of good stuff too. And and I think we need to be, we still need to continue to be excited about where we're at as a program and, and, and where we're headed. And, and I think Kirby has done a, an incredible job of, of creating a, a machine that is taking care of players, but creating a culture. There's a culture around our program that I'm proud of and I'm excited about where we're at. You look at like an A&M right now that's just imploding because they thought they could throw money at, at players and, and that fixed their problems. You still got to – you still got to coach these eighteen-year-old kids, yep. and uh, and build them up and make them better. And uh, it's all and to see that and that word keeps being brought up with that connection amongst our guys. I thought last year I didn't think we were going to be able to recreate what last year had in terms of the camaraderie and just the brotherhood that these guys showed on the field. And in some ways, this team beat that team, like yep. beat last year's team. In that, I mean, this team was we won two national championships back to back and the teams could not look more different in terms of just how we did it i mean it was there and that's that's pretty crazy i mean it was to to do it with basically two different teams because you look at like defensively 
there was a whole new starting lineup for the most part. And offensively, we changed everything that we did from an offensive perspective. And uh, and that's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> yes, I mean it's it, it was it was fun to it was fun to watch and and, and fun to be a part well, of. And who 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 wins if they play each other? Who wins? Twenty one or twenty two? It's tar- It's tough to watch that national championship last <laughs> this past one and not think, "Damn, that would be fun." Th- this this year's offense versus last year's defense would have been wild. Yeah. Would have been yeah. in wild. That that was, would have definitely been the matchup. Yeah, I, I, I hmm. everybody's been talking about it. It's hard to have some recency bias on this one, but um, oof. I'm gonna say this year. I think you got Stetson playing at the the level that he's playing at, and just having that year under Munkin, you just in those clutch moments. At, at the at, at the same time, you're talking about you've got the biggest defensive stars that we've ever seen at, at University of Georgia. It's just tough to. Well, I, that's to me the the 21 defense is just probably. I mean, that could very well be the greatest unit of a team ever assembled in college football. And I mean, like that was the best defense I've ever seen. And so, to me, that's the X factor. But I mean, yes, I mean, this year's offense was obviously considerably better, uh, very, very effective, very efficient, uh, and 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 just incredible to watch. I mean, that's kind of what we were talking about earlier, like how Stetson, the even just the way he ran things, was so much smoother. The whole thing. Um, but man, that that defense in twenty one, I think, is the. But you know, at the same time, it's also like, I'm sorry, but like. All these same players were on this team last year too. I mean, if you you know pick of the litter kind of thing in twenty one, uh, but to me, that twenty one team obviously will hold a special place in my heart because of those guys that I loved on that defense. But like this this twenty two team was just the fact that I mean we were sitting there beginning of the season, middle of the season, whenever, and I kept on saying it doesn't make sense that we're doing what we're doing. Like how do we lose fifteen guys to the draft? Which like gosh, I mean we're gonna lose probably. Uh, at least double digits this year. I mean, probably 12, 12 or 13 this year as well um, to the draft. How do you do that and then come back and, and, and repeat? Or, you know, even just win the SEC. How do you win the East? How do you win the East and then win the SEC and beat the uh, beat Ohio State in the Peach Bowl and then win the – how the hell does any of that happen? And, uh, man, they just came in and just had a vision from the beginning and executed. It was awesome. Man, I think we could uh, we could do this all night long, and I think we uh, we have the have the potential to. But um, based on the amount of hacking and snorting and, and sniffling we're doing, I, I think just it's hope probably it's not that loud on the recording. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can do some editing magic on that to try to fix some of that. But um, but anyway, it, it, man, it's it's fun, and um, let's let's revel in it as as a as a fan base. Let's enjoy this. Let's the the off season stuff's gonna happen, but um, but just just take take heart in in what is 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 happening right now and, and how much fun this is. Real quick, I don't know how we didn't mention this. I mean, we got all these different guys that are transferring in, transferring out, and deciding to go to the NFL. Don't know how we didn't mention that that Van Pran decided he was coming back, and I cannot oh tell you how huge that is for this offense. So I mean, you're talking about these keys. That you're plugging in here, like, oh, we need this, we need that. What are we going to do about this kind of thing? When we're talking about going for a three-peat next year, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves or anything, but 
when you start talking about that, Van Prant is at the very center of that thing, quite literally. Uh, so, man, I, I was I was ecstatic whenever he decided to come back. And I thought, man, I thought for sure he was going to go because I really feel like he's going to be a high-round guy. But I think he just loves this university, loves the way, you know, this team has come together over the last few years. And like a kid from freaking, I mean, backyard of LSU, and he decides to come to Georgia, you know, spurn the spurn – the, uh, the state team in, in, in Louisiana come here and be a two-year starter, two-year national championship uh, winner, and also coming back for his senior year, man. I can't – I mean, this is – you're talking about the upper echelon of DGDs. I don't like to throw out the DGD term uh, very much, but he's one, so uh, no doubt. Well, to your point, bringing that up, the fact that he is coming back means he feels good about where we're headed. And yeah. that's that's what's exciting, too. That, that 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 gives you some confidence. I feel pretty confident too. He's probably getting some of that NIL money. Oh so. yeah, yeah, very much, very much. Yeah. They uh, probably made a few phone calls and say, uh, "Hey, we got this guy that we need you to contact and yeah. uh, get him a contract ready." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I would I would be willing to bet that is the case. I mean, it's it's you know in the past that's how kids did it. You know, under the table. That's that's how, I'm not saying that that happened in Georgia. I'm sure it probably did in some capacity, but. Uh, that's how these kids decide they want to come back for their fourth year. It's like, uh, what do you got to offer me kind of thing? And, and now it's it's all legal. So, you know, it is what it is. <coughs> I just saw that article and I was just like, man, why have, how have we not? Well, we mentioned him. We just didn't say anything about him coming back. But, man. There's, there's a lot to a, talk about. <laughs> what a time to be a dog. Got a great recruiting class coming in, too. And apparently we're not done. Uh, dude, it's just a. You're you're right, man. This is this is the this is the golden times. Uh, or how did you put it? Something. It's the good old days. <laughs> the good old days. The golden golden days. Both, whatever. Both uh, of those things are, are true. <laughs> so, uh, well, brother, I'm 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 thankful we we finally got to do this. Uh, this is probably the latest content uh, to come out about the national championship game, and that's all right. Yeah. We'll take that. We'll take that mantle uh, because I'm going to be talking about this for a long, long time. So. Uh, so, so, so thank you guys for holding out and waiting on us. But uh, there's going to be a lot more to come uh, from from these two guys and then also, I think, from this Georgia team uh, moving forward. So we're, we're, we're pretty pumped. We ain't done yet, baby. We, they, you know, they kept on saying that, like, we ain't done yet. We got to win the SEC. We got to win the Peach Bowl. We got to win. It's like this program ain't done yet, man. It's crazy. Uh, soak it up while you can, baby. Soak it up while you can. Also, shout out to Kenny Mack, man. Was my boy all, all year. Love that guy. I had to look up his stats in the middle of this thing because I just want to see, you know, what his productivity was. But really pulling for him to get get uh, get drafted pretty high. So I um, had to throw that in there at the end. I just these guys just talking about that twenty one team and how much I love them. I, I still I feel pretty much the exact same way about this twenty two team. So well, we will. <coughs> <Shit>. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> We will fight through adversity. <laughs> Golly, sorry. I mean, I hope people will just sort of like fought through the whole coffin side because I just cannot help it. Apologize, but we'll we'll close it out with that, man. What a season! Back to back national champions, and. Uh, Golly, still, still can't can't really believe it. Still not going to be able to process it. But uh, before I know it, we're going to be going back and running back and trying to go for that number three, baby. So, well, Chancy. Go dogs, my friend. Go dogs. Dogs on top.